The Hoosiers are right back at it tonight. And are they finally going to start to turn things around at Penn State? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to this Wednesday episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. We've vented about IU's performance on Sunday against Northwestern. We tried to figure out who to blame on Tuesday's episode. It's time to move on and look forward because they're back in action tonight. No rest for the weary in the Big Ten as they travel to Penn State tonight. Trying to turn things around, trying to get back in the win column and and start a new streak, turn the page, try to get some things right. We're going to talk about all that later on in the show. Let's get you the basics. IU versus Penn State, 7 p.m. tonight in the Bryce Jordan Center. It'll be on Big Ten Network. It's a series of Hoosiers have historically dominated 42-13 and 13 all-time against Penn State. Split the season series last year. The game in Indiana, the Hoosiers won comfortably 74-57. to 57. They were up almost 30 in the first half. One of their best performances of the, of the season was that first half. Last year, or Xavier had 19, Trace had 15, Race had 18. Only one of those guys is available tonight, but you guys are well aware of that. The game in Penn State, though, that was not fun. That was an ugly game that Penn State pulled out 61-58. to IU looked awful, shot the ball awful, and played from behind for a lot of that game. It just was not a fun game. Their trips to Penn State have been all over the place. The last time they were in Penn State before that, they lost by 15 in 2020, 64 to 49. Oh, that scoreline just peak, <laughs> peak Archie ball. 14 points from Trace, 13 points from Justin Smith, 27 points from those two is over half of the offense. They did beat Penn State the year prior to that, but the Bryce Jordan Center just does some weird things. Everybody always remembers the, or at least I do, the the James Blackman shot the night that OG went down with injury, his season-ending injury, the OG shot, or the Blackman shot to win the game. It's not normal when Indiana goes to the Bryce Jordan Center. I don't expect it to be normal tonight for a number of reasons we're going to talk about. Coming into this one, obviously, Indiana has lost five of its last eight. They're one and three in the Big Ten. And that being said, this is the easiest opponent they will have played in the Big Ten based on Ken Palm rating, but only literally one spot worse than Northwestern on Sunday. Northwestern, I mean, to be quite frank, is not a good team. They're toward the bottom in the Big Ten when it comes to Ken Palm rating. Uh, it didn't really matter. They were whooping IU for most of that game. Penn State comes in, losers of their last two. 
Obviously, both Big Ten games, they lost to Michigan. They lost to Purdue. Lost to Michigan by 10, lost to Purdue by 13. The Purdue game was at the Palestra. The Michigan game was on the road. They beat Iowa at home, 83-79. to A game that they led, Iowa made a big comeback, but unlike some teams, they held Iowa off. They also beat Illinois in their Big Ten opener, 74-59. to A game that they shot incredibly well, and they shot 50% from the field on twos, 50% from the field on threes. You're going to win a lot of games when you shoot that well. So a team that can play well, their only losses this season are to good teams. They don't have a bad loss. They lost to Michigan State at home. They lost to Clemson in double overtime. They lost to Virginia Tech at a neutral site. Those are their only losses this season. So they've beaten some good teams. They've lost to good teams. It's going to be a tough matchup. It's not. I mean, there are no easy nights in the Big Ten, as cliche as it might sound. The Big Ten is a competitive conference, if nothing else. Stacking it up against other conferences might be something different, but it is a competitive conference. To that point, Penn State is actually favored by Ken Palm to win this game. 73 to 72, 49%, or excuse, well, 51% chance Penn State wins. IU has a 49% win probability. That ba- It's a toss-up. A, a one-point game with a 51-49 split is a toss-up. There are no true 50-50 splits in Ken Palm. So this is 100% a toss-up. Neither team's coming in high necessarily. It's just IU is coming in much lower than Penn State is. And it's a road game. And, I, I mean, IU didn't look good on the road in any of their – Last three trips on the road, losing at Rutgers, losing at Kansas. I mean, they did look decent at Iowa, but ultimately it comes in a loss as well. So it's going to be a tough one. Bet Online actually has IU as a two and a half point underdog, which I can't blame them. I was surprised a little bit that they're two and a half point underdogs, but the way they're playing right now, can you blame them for, for making IU underdogs? I wouldn't. I have no idea what to tell you in terms of betting on IU, betting on Penn State, the money lines, whatever that is. You can go with your gut there. What I would tell you to do, the over-under is 142. Hammer that. I don't think it's going to be – I think this is going to be well over 142. Penn State likes to get out and run. IU can't defend anybody, and their offense hasn't really been a problem. So this is probably going to look something closer to the 84-83 scoreline from the Northwestern game, I think, then 73-72 or 72-70 to to meet that over-under. So hammer the over would be my recommendation. Speaking of Bet Online, they are the sponsor of today's episode. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional an amateur league out there, whether it is pro football, whether it's college basketball, NBA, soccer is back. They have got it all at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. 
like Kentucky losing again. Is Calipari going to Texas? I I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. At least somebody is joining us in misery this season. Uh, plus, you'll hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I recorded a segment we're going to throw to you here in just a second with um, locked on big or uh, locked on Penn State, locked on Nittany Lions, a crossover episode. Going to throw to that, and then we'll come back for the last segment and do a little more IU focused preview of tonight's game. So let's go. Talk to Zach over at Locked On Nittany Lions. It is a Locked On crossover, and let's cross it over with Locked On Hoosiers, and that is Jacob Rude joining me on the other side. I'm Zach Seiko, your host of Locked On Nittany Lions. Jacob, it's good to get together again. Uh, different circumstances, as Penn State is much better at football than the Hoosiers, <laughs> but when it comes to men's basketball, uh, the same cannot be said. It is completely flipped, uh, but for the most part, usually that's the case. Uh, as of right now, I mean, in just an episode ago, I, I was hyping up Indiana and said, you know, this is a tough team. They were right at the time of the recording. They were ranked 15th. They were pretty respectable. But now they're one and three in the Big Ten. And there's just I think the way you phrased it beforehand. So I'll let you expand upon this uh, is that Indiana is in panic mode. How, how tr true is that statement? Yeah, well, fans are certainly in panic mode. I, it's up for debate whether they should be panicking yet. Um, it has not been a good start to uh, Big Ten play. Um, they are 1-3 and three in the Big Ten. They've lost five of their last eight games. Two of those are Arizona and Kansas. Uh, but nonetheless, it's the last two losses, losing at Iowa, a game that you led by 21 points in the first half. And then Northwestern on Sunday, where you let a, a pretty mediocre Northwestern offense um, score 84 points on you at home. It it, it started ringing some alarm bells. Uh, the biggest issue right now, though, is that IU has just been destroyed by injuries this season. Of those uh, games mentioned, IU has not had its starting five, but for like its preferred starting five. But for 10 minutes in the Kansas game, um, they have only had them for a small handful of the games this season. And now it's going to be a while before they have that starting five again. So it's kind of trying to figure some things out on the fly with the, with this team right now. And that's why we're doing a lockdown crossover here, right, Jacob? Because uh, the Nittany Lions and the Hoosiers are getting ready to play. Uh, depending on when you listen or watch this, it is going to be a tip-off in the Bryce Jordan Center Wednesday night. Wednesday night between Penn State and Indiana. I mean, this is a game that Indiana probably sees as a definite win, or nine times out of ten they win this game. But now this becomes uh, a must-win for both teams, and personally, I like the matchup much more. Now, I discussed this on a previous episode, just kind of a look ahead for Penn State because they they had lost the game in the Palestra to Purdue. Uh, they lost the game to Michigan, and those are both very top teams. They're well-coached teams, and they're just teams that don't exactly match up well with Penn State uh, because that profile of just being big in the front court, uh, it's something that Penn State was aware of from the beginning where they said, you know what, team speed and shooting will be able to counter that. Uh, that so far, at least against those teams, the way things have happened, it's nothing out of the ordinary, I would say. Things are kind of status quo for Penn State. They're better. They're more competitive. They're more exciting to watch. 
but I'm I'm kind of off the bandwagon of this was a surefire tournament team. Uh, Indiana gets back Trace Jackson Davis. I was watching the game uh, against Iowa. I watched most of the first half just to kind of stare at. Right, let me scout some you know Penn State competition. You know they beat Iowa convincingly while they almost blew the lead in the second half. So um, in, in Iowa's case, that's not uncharacteristic for them uh, <laughs> because they almost. Uh, almost made the comeback against Penn state uh, in the Bryce Jordan center on new year's day. And then they happened to do it against Indiana. So getting trace Jackson Davis back, is he 100%? Is he close to it? Because I, I look at him and I say, that's Penn state's biggest problem, literally uh, going into this game. He is not hundred uh, percent. That's good news for about, us. <laughs> well, and less than 100% Trace Jackson Davis had 18 points, 24 rebounds, and eight assists against Northwestern. Um, Never so, mind. I forget what I said. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's good news, but he is certainly no. not 100%. Okay. He did not play before the holidays. Uh, he played against Kansas on the 17th and then didn't play again until January 5th against Iowa, the game you watched. But it's a back injury. And those just don't like go away. Basically, it's just kind of this lingering thing. He doesn't look to be in. He looks to be in discomfort <laughs> throughout games. Okay. But on Saturday or on Thursday against Iowa, he played 38 minutes, and then on Sunday against Northwestern, he played 40 minutes. And he said, "Like it, I'm not in great shape, but my team needs me right now." So. He isn't a hundred percent, but he had 30 and nine against Iowa and he had 18, 24 and eight against Northwestern. So I, he's, he's still playing really well. Uh, it's going to be interesting though, because um, I, you, it, it's been replacing race Thompson, the other forward in the front court that has been, I use problems. So it'll be interesting to see how Penn state kind of approaches this and, if IU is able on paper that there are ways that they have advantages in the front court, but the games aren't played on paper and IU has struggled in a number of areas um, since losing those guys to injury. So Penn state uh, is getting at least a f more favorable matchup in this case, just because they're miss Indiana's missing guys like race Thompson. Uh, it's not a 100% trace Jackson Davis and Xavier Johnson's out. I do worry about hood Shafino. You know, he's the, he's the freshman that everyone's been talking about preseason. He was kind of the all big 10 team consensus, uh, even in contention for big 10 player of the year nominations. Uh, and some people had him winning. So uh, I, I respect his game, but he doesn't have the same cast around him. Now, if you look at Ken Palm, Vegas is, a, depending on when you watch and listen to this, the spread might be out already, but uh, Vegas is a little behind. But if you look at Ken Palm, and I do subscribe to Ken Palm's rankings, uh, he has this as about a one to two point advantage for Indiana. So I imagine that the spread's going to be one and a half, maybe two points coming out of Vegas uh, with Indiana coming into Happy Valley Jacob, for you, what is the most concerning aspect about Penn State's team right now that you think doesn't match up well with this version of Indiana? Well, this version of Indiana really struggles defensively. And okay. Xavier Johnson was the best kind of point of attack defender, did well defending ball handlers. Race Thompson was really good at defending forwards and switching on to guys. They were IU's two best defenders. Without them, 
IU has struggled. They gave up 91 to Iowa. They gave up 84 to Northwestern. So any team that (laughs) – it feels like any team right now that has kind of a semi-competent offense and an ability to get to the rim is going to find success. And so just kind of looking at the amount of guards and who Penn State has, it's concerning just kind of their play style because – I, you just can't really stop anybody right now. Trace is still a, a really good rim protector, but Northwestern on Sunday was just driving right at him and then dumping it off for dunks yeah. or layups because he would have to try to alter the shot at the rim. So it's it's a bit of a mess right now defensively. I mean, offensively, IU isn't having that many issues. They scored 89 against Iowa, 84 or 83 against northwestern it's getting like consistent stops that is the biggest issue and i mean it looks like penn state's kind of built to take advantage of that that's good news over here i just especially since i just kind of ravaged against penn state i just don't just because of the way things and i feel like i owe a further explanation of it's not that penn state can't compete for an ncaa tournament berth at just at the end of the day if you're asking me yes or no is it going to happen uh, right now, my answer is no, because of you, I, I just imagine that they're going to need a Big Ten tournament run. And if they happen to run into a Michigan or a Purdue, that, that's just the kryptonite at this point. So yeah. an Indiana team like this actually does, I think, help Penn State's confidence here because Penn State's best strengths uh, when they are on is shooting the basketball. But they... I feel like they need more of those performances. And how often can you replicate that? The Illinois game, Jacob, if you saw any of it, Penn State was shooting 60% plus in that game. And that's going to win you basketball games every single time. But I don't know how many times you have to do that. Uh, Jacob, just for uh, you know your, your strategy or just understanding the opponent's side of it, Andrew Funk seems to be the X factor in this case because whenever he is shooting lights out and he's shooting 50 to 60%, Penn State's going to win the basketball game 99 times out of 100. When he's held to three points or just a couple of baskets, uh, it seems like Penn State uh, is nowhere to be found and they're easily controllable here. So I like a high-scoring game in this one just from what you've told me uh, and the way that I I think Trace Jackson Davis will have his way. He'll get his Penn state's not going to be able to limit him uh, because there really aren't reinforcements in the front court to defend against him. Uh, It's just a matter of is Penn state going to come out shooting red hot or are they going to be ice cold again? And and they can't have a complete game. It seems like one half is one way and the other half is the other way. And they like the game against Iowa, a great first half and then almost blew it completely in the second half. And the same thing can be said for the Furman game that they played earlier in the season. And Furman should be an NCAA tournament team when they win their conference championship. That's what it's going to take for them being a mid-major. But besides the point, they are a good team uh, in in the mid-majors. But I think this will be exciting for people that love offense and college basketball. Uh, and, but I don't really have a read as to say who wins. Uh, I, I would like to say Indiana here because I just still think they have some better all around talent, but being that it's a home game, I could easily see Penn state pulling it out. And that's just the case of Indiana's got injuries and Penn state's better at home. They've showed that. And, and they're a well-coached team at the end of the day. They haven't lost any bad games, but they've lost to Michigan and Purdue. 
but I think they're they're just kind of that middle of the pack Big Ten team. They should finish around 500 in conference, and then we'll see what unfolds for them in the Big Ten tournament. I think Indiana uh, once they get it, once they get the band back together, uh, they're scary. This this is kind of when I want to play them when they're banged up like this. Yeah, this is a good time to to face Indiana because if we can get things back on track and if we can get healthy, theoretically, I mean, when Indiana's had its starting five together, they beat Xavier on the road, a true road game. They beat mm-hmm. UNC, a couple of wins that are, are going to look good at the end of the season. So in theory, when they've been healthy, they've been able to compete with some really good teams, but yeah, they're far from it right now. It, it's going to be a matter for IU. In each of those two games, Iowa and Northwestern, Trace and Jalen Huchafina, who you mentioned, J- Jalen had to like take over with Xavier Johnson going down. He was playing kind of more of a shooting guard. He's a natural point guard, and he kind of took the reins and has gotten a little bit, let a little bit better, a little bit better, and then scored twenty one and with nine assists against Iowa, which was a career high and then just blew that out of the water and scored 33 against Northwestern Jalen and Trace combined to score 51 points in these games. They each came in losses. So like it's, it's Mm -hmm. kind of right now, those two are are playing at a really high level. It's just, can they get any sort of production from the guys around them that a lot of them had to have had to step into roles that are bigger than they're used to with injuries. So They'll have a couple days here to figure some things out after losing to Northwestern. But, I mean, winning on the road in the Big Ten is hard. Winning in the Big Ten is hard. Like, you Mm -hmm. you were talking about how tough it is and how the uphill climb Penn State's going to have to get into the tournament. And, I mean, the Big Ten doesn't lend itself to trying to figure some things out or anything like that. Like, IU really could use a soft part of the schedule to figure out how to get guys into new roles. And they instead have to go to Penn state. They have Michigan state coming up. They have Wisconsin. Like there just isn't any easy stretches in the big 10. So man, winning on the winning on the road, like I said, is hard. I just because of the advantage, I think trace is going to have, I think he could have a really monster night. Yeah. Maybe IU is able to finally ride him to a win. And that is kind of the the main thing I'm basing this on, but this is going to be a close game. And like you said, we don't have the Vegas odds out, but take the over, like whatever it is. Yeah. I really. can't play defense right now. So just take the over. And Penn State's going to try to play fast. Uh, there's no reason for them to slow it down. They need to go fast and hit some transition threes. And they are at home, so they can try to play the way that they want to. Uh, Jacob, before I let you go, how can the best way for people to connect with you and Locked On Hoosiers? Yeah, we are just at LO underscore Hoosiers on Twitter, at Jacob Rude on Twitter, for those that are watching on YouTube can see. And then um, where wherever you guys are listening to this at, you can listen to Locked On Hoosiers. We're available just the same way you got or you got, uh, Locked On Nittany Lions is every day during the week. Yep, appreciate that, Jacob. Always great to catch up, and this time to talk some men's basketball. Hopefully, we can uh, get together again soon to talk college sports for Penn State and Indiana. Thanks for your time. Yeah, as always. So you heard Zach and I talk. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and, and talk about some IU related things about how all this is going to pan out for the Hoosiers. 
So the biggest thing for me looking at this game is if not now, when, when it comes to a response from the Hoosiers, you've had a lot of time to think about the two losses you've had to hear people talk about the two losses you've had to digest that, to digest the injury to Ray Thompson. It's time to, to pull up the pants and get back at it. If you're not going to have a response after this game, you probably aren't going to have one. There's very little time to really start to save this Big Ten season. You're at one and three already. This is your easy stretch. You have got to get it right right now. So that's the biggest thing to me is, is IU even going to have a response from this one? If they are, it's probably going to come on the back of Trace Jackson Davis. You heard Zach and I talk. Penn State is a fascinating team to look at on Ken Palm because they just have no interior presence. They're a good offense and above average defense. They don't play their tempo doesn't look like one that plays particularly fast. We'll see how that translates. Zach certainly said that they go go go. We'll see how that translates. I, I would imagine teams are going to do something similar to that. Northwestern did that on uh Sunday. They're not going to turn the ball over. They are first in the country and turnover percentage. They do not turn the ball over in any way. They are going to have a good offense. They're going to shoot three-pointers well. They're going to shoot free throws well. But they, they're they one of the worst teams in the nation, 358th in offensive rebound percentage, 362nd in the free throws to field goals attempted, and 243rd in block percentage. What that tells me, is they're going to hoist a lot of three-pointers. They're going to make a lot of those shots. They're probably going to be able to get to the rim on uh, or on Wednesday tonight. But this is not a team that particularly thrives in the interior, inside the paint. The counter to that, defensively, they Lord, do they not force any sort of turnovers. 349th in the country. Whether live ball, whether steals, they don't block anybody. And they're mediocre defending the three-pointer. They actually are decent at not allowing offensive rebounds, which is interesting considering how much they struggle on the other end. They they literally do not attempt to grab offensive rebounds. A a fascinating thing. But Trace is going to feast is what all this means. There is nobody on this roster that is going to be able to handle him. So how much is he going to be able to carry IU physically and figuratively? This is a Penn State team that shoots 27.9 threes per game. So not even that many. It's just they're an efficient shooting team. But they there's nobody, like I said, in the interior that is any kind of threat. Their tallest guy that does any kind of scoring is 6'6", Seth Lundy. So... Trace is going to get his chances. Also, is this a get-right game for Malik Renew and Jordan Geronimo? We saw how much Malik dominated when there wasn't anybody at his size early in the season. Can he do something like that and get right for the Hoosiers tonight? We'll see if that's the case. But another example of, like, if not now, when. It's not as much urgency there. But, boy, Indiana could really use a big game from Geronimo and or Malik Renew. They themselves can use a big game to try to get some confidence going again. IU should be, the forward should be licking their chops in this one and and seeing 
that Penn State front line. Do we see Logan Duncan potentially? He hasn't played a lot, but with an, a, a team that is as bad as they are in the interior, does IU try to turn to him to try to spell Trace a little bit? We will see how that goes. Is Jalen Huchafina going to continue his hot play? He had two really, really good games. It seems like he's really coming into his own. To that note, though, boy, do I really him to cut down the turnovers. And Mike Woodson said as much on his radio show on Monday, he's been fantastic. He's, I mean, you can't really blame him for anything, considering especially how the rest of the Hoosiers have not showed up. It's hard to point any fingers at Jalen, who has stepped up in both of those games. But at the same time, six turnovers against Northwestern, and a lot of them were of the frustrating variety. Turnovers have been an issue for him. He's averaging 3.3 per game. Can he get that under control? Can he continue his hot stretch? We're going to see. Like I said before, we're going to have a live show once the game finishes around 9.30, 10 o'clock. We're going to go live, talk about this one, Try to figure out, hopefully, how the Hoosiers came away with the victory. But thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow night, or we'll be back tomorrow morning. Tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, join us for the live show for the recap. For your second listen, check out the brand-new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts and coaches. Big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us wherever you guys listen to us at. Subscribe, all of that great stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, everybody have a great Wednesday. Go Hoosiers and LEO.